can't wait the games to start because it's been a long time with no hockey and you know all this stuff is happening around the world. It's not just COVID. It's it's everything. It just it just seems to me there is not a lot of fun in life. So the, the sooner we get back play hockey, we're gonna get our life back and we're gonna enjoy it. That's Evgeny Kuznetsov, who just wants some shred of normalcy. And hockey, to hockey players, is normalcy. Morning skates, waking up, having a routine, that's all normalcy. Playing games, that's normal for professional hockey players. And Kuzi just wants that feeling again. And it's coming because Thursday is opening night for the Capitals in Buffalo. What's up, Caps fans? Welcome to another edition of the Capital Building Podcast, part of Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Carlin. As always, I ask that you download and subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating, and write a review. All helps get the word out about the most in-depth Caps podcast anywhere. We're going to hear from a lot of players today, in addition to Kuzi, who makes a bold statement at the end of the podcast, a bold, huge, bold prediction from Kuzi on Alex Ovechkin. That's coming up at the very end of the podcast. You have to stick around for that because it's pretty big. It, it made it made me go, really? When I first heard him say it. So that's coming up later. Plus, we've got Peter LaViolette as the first round of, uh, oh, not cuts, but waivers and players being sent back to Hershey have gone through. They're getting closer to having the roster set for Thursday night. We'll take a look at the goaltending situation. Who's going to be the two goalies to start where Craig Anderson fits into this. Uh, we'll hear from Tom Wilson, Justin Schultz, Connor Sherry, another one of those former penguins that's on the roster. Now we'll hear from it all here on the Capitol building podcast. But first it starts with the fact that there is a season now, finally. And just like Koozie, Peter Laviolette is just excited to be playing games or coaching games in his part because this is what these guys do. It's it's in their DNA to play hockey. And uh, Laviolette is no different than any one of the players. He wants the games to start and can't wait. I, I mean, I'm still excited about it. I mean, we're, we're all still playing a game, you know, at the end of the day, like we all started playing at three years old or four years old or five years old. And that's everybody. And, um, you know, here we are, we're getting to open up uh, the NHL season in 2021. Um, there's going to be a Stanley cup winner at the end of the year and you got to fight hard all year for it. So, I mean, I think everybody's really excited to get going. It's, it's been a long time. It's been an odd year. 2020 has been such an odd year for so many different reasons. And, you know, hockey doesn't, it, hockey isn't exempt from that, with just the, the craziness of it. And so here we are, this is the way we start and this is when we're starting. And I think, you know, you find most everybody's really excited just to get going. The first of the big decisions was made by the new head coach here for the Caps when he named Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek as the two goalies. Those are the two goalies on the ice at practice on Monday. And he said those are the two goalies that will be on the roster to start the season. So Craig Anderson, he said, will likely be involved, uh, perhaps on the um, 
on the uh, well, not the practice, uh, you know, the the uh, taxi squad. Um, and Phoenix Copley was actually placed on waivers, one of a group of players placed on waivers. So we'll have to wait and see what happens if anyone claims him. But uh, the two goalies to start the season will be Samsonov and Vanacek. Not a huge surprise there. The only thing that makes you a little nervous is that they have 26 combined games in the NHL, and those all came from Samsonov, and they all came last season. But those are the two guys who are going to backstop this Caps run to what they hope will be another Stanley Cup. And Laviolette says there are plans in place to make sure that they'll be okay. Well, there's a, there's a lot of conversations that go on. There's a goalie coach in place to help these guys to continue to work on their game. Um, you know, at some point, you've got to take a look at your young players. And I know that um, goaltending and the position is an important position. So, um, you know, we're going to try to do a good job and play well defensively in front of them. I, that's going to take a little bit of time as well. I think just guys understanding the system and, um, you know, we're constantly going over things and working with things. But with regard to the goaltending, um, these are two young goalies that that need an opportunity. We've got to see where they're at and and uh, put them in game situations and let them let them fight for the crease. Let them um, you know fight to be the guy that gets the start. Um, like I said, there's other goalies here and um, for for depth for you know, in case in, in case we need them. So, uh, but these two guys had really good camps and Anderson I thought played really well uh, in the scrimmage. And, and Copley, I thought, was real strong throughout the camp. So um, these guys are available to us. But right now, this is the decision that we made to go with these uh, these two kids. They've worked hard to get to this position to gain an opportunity. Uh, now they'll get a chance to show what they can do. This is a huge year for Samsonov. Came with all the expectations as a first-round draft pick. Finally made his way over here from Russia and was outstanding. Almost historically good at the beginning of last season. And then it's sort of the chicken or the egg. Did his play drop? Did the overall team defense just drop so much that um, his numbers dropped off towards the end of last season? I think it's all in play there. But now he's the undisputed number one. I mean, Peter Laviolette says these guys are going to battle it out, but this is Samsonov's job to lose. And uh, a good friend of his, obviously, is Evgeny Kuznetsov, who really kind of took him under his wing last year that you would often see them arriving at the arena at the same time walking down the hall together he really kind of was looking out for him and playing the role of mentor uh for Ilya Samsonov as he kind of got used to life in America and learning a new language we'll hear from Tom Wilson in a second on what kind of challenges that provides but uh Kuzi thinks that uh Sammy is quite ready to have a breakout season I mean he's he's feeling better every day for sure he's grown and you know, I can see the the work he put in. That's 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 a lot of work, and you know, I've been not only his friend, but I also his teammate. And the better he played, the more chances we have to win, right? And I hope he's gonna stay healthy. He's a very smart guy, and you know, he's like you said, he's my friend, and I always always gonna help him and, and support him everywhere. And I really believe that, that this is the year that he can take advantage and, and, and use his opportunity. We'll see if Kuzi's right. Um, Sam Sonoff is, you know, look, he's coming back from an injury. I think according to Peter Laviolette, he's had a good camp. He's gotten better as the camp's gone along and he's coming off of, you know, rehab. So he didn't have a, an off season of fine tuning. It was rehabbing. And that's always different when guys get to training camp, especially in a short training camp like this. Uh, but the, the, um, 
So Tarek Al-Bashir of The Athletic has clearly been working on a piece on Sam Sonoff's uh, The Language Barrier and how he definitely sounds better this year uh, at English. And Sam Sonoff said it came from spending a whole off season here with his wife and watching a lot of TV and learning different phrases. But that's an important thing, especially for a goalie. Obviously, communication is huge for a goalie and his defenseman and his team in front of him. But just feeling comfortable in the room. I can tell you from my experience last year, he was definitely quiet in the room. And that's because there is such a huge language barrier. And it is important for Russians to pick it up. I know Alex Ovechkin has said when he first got here, it was extremely important for him to feel a part of the group. And the only way to do that is to learn the language as fast as you possibly can. And Tom Wilson understands that that's been a challenge, but it is vitally important, especially at that position. Yeah, it, it's important. And I think that's something that we're going to continue to, to work on with him. You know, you want him hanging out with uh, all the guys and, you know, I guess not going out to dinner with all the guys, but staying at the hotel and interacting with the rest of the team when he can. And he's uh, he's a great kid. I think uh, he's going to be a phenomenal goalie and we've seen uh, what he can do out there. And just developing the, the rest of the culture, getting used to it is only going to make him feel more comfortable. And that's on the, the leaders on the team and just the, the strength of the group as a whole. And uh, I think he's he's doing extremely well. And uh, I definitely don't uh, ever want to have to go to another country and be the only guy that doesn't speak that, that language. So it's very impressive when those guys come over here and, and get, uh, get into the mix with the guys. The other uh, sort of big position battle, uh, it really wasn't a battle so much as um, there's a lot of depth, is on defense. And with the acquisition of Zdeno Chara, it looks like they're going to have uh, Orloff and Carlson as the first pair, uh, Dylan and Justin Schultz as a second pair, and then Chara. And it looks like Nick Jensen's going to start on that third pair, which leaves a couple of regulars. Trevor Van Riemsdyk doesn't have a position right now. Um, so there's, there's guys that uh, are used to playing in the NHL that just aren't going to have a position right now. And that doesn't even include Martin Favori. Um, but depth is a good thing, especially on defense. And that is a luxury that LaViolette is happy to have here with the Caps. This is a deep group. It might be the deepest um, that I've coached because we'll, you know, we have eight defensemen. We'll have two guys that are regulars in the NHL and they won't be playing in game one if we're healthy. And, um, and so we're going to have to, we're going to have to manage that. Um, but in, in saying that, it's a it's a deep experience group, and you're right. I feel like that, you know, they can help a young goaltender by how we play the game defensively. With regard to the goals against and defense in general, I think it goes way past the the eight defensemen and the goaltender. Defense for me is a block of five mentality. There's a there's a doggedness to it. Um, there's a there's a work ethic and a purpose that goes to it. Um, and when you take pride in that and you make that a priority, not flying, not cheating, um, you know, when you don't have the puck, you got to defend. You can't think about offense when you don't have the puck. And so the objective is to get everybody on the same page and make defense a priority. And um, again, I, I think it'll continue to be a work in progress here, but I think there's been enough on the table and enough meetings that we feel good going into Buffalo and We'll try to we'll, we'll play a game, um, and from that game, we'll try to get better every game. 
Justin Schultz certainly likes playing for a Peter Laviolette style of offense. And it's funny that you talk about offense when you're talking about a defenseman, but because Laviolette puts so much emphasis on uh, defensemen chipping forward and the, the belief that if you play the game in the offensive zone, it makes everything that much easier. Schultz feels that's going to work right into his wheelhouse. I love it. Um, you know, it's kind of my game. So um, it's nice to be able to have the, you know, have the free run to, to go and, you know, join the attack and, and play that fast, aggressive game and not being too out of control, but, um, you know, creating lots of offense. Then there's the addition of Zidane Chara, and it feels like we've been talking about him on every podcast because it's such a huge deal. I mean, A, he's a huge man, and B, he's a huge presence. Uh, he's going to fill a lot of the role um, as a leader on this team and a leader in a lot of different ways, kind of like Brooks Orpik was. Lead by example, lead by the way he carries himself, by the way he works out lead by his play on the ice. Uh, this is a Hall of Fame player, one of the greats of all time, certainly of our generation. And these guys are extremely excited to be playing with him. And as Tom Wilson said, it sure beats the hell out of playing against him. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely aware when he's on the ice. Um, I always kind of made it a personal challenge to try and hit him as many times as I could. I, I found it kind of fun. Um, felt Feels kind of like running into a wall and often he doesn't even budge. So it's uh, it's definitely nice to, to have all 250 or whatever pounds on our side um, this year. And he's just, I mean, the, from the first time you meet him or, or spend a day with him, it's so cool to see his, you know, will and determination. And he just, you know, the way he walks around, um, you can just feel it. And, and there's some guys that just have that and, and it's contagious. And it's been awesome to just see a guy of that caliber come in here and uh, just share it with the, with our group, and it's I'm looking forward to to learning as much as I can from him. Well, his his work ethic is uh, you know it's it's some of the best I've I've ever seen. Um, you know he's probably in the best shape out of anyone here, and um, he works so hard at it. So um, it allows him to keep playing, and um, he's so smart out there, and and uses his stick and his long reach well. So um, it's great, and um, it's great to have him on our team. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box. Check out this check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash 
join. Now the training camp is just about wrapping up and the opener is on Thursday. They got the back-to-back with Buffalo on Thursday and Friday. Their first experiences of their new coach are starting to sink in and see exactly who he is, what he's made of, and what his core beliefs are. And Wilson likes what he sees, especially, uh, look, a lot, of these co- a lot of these players here have been through a lot of coaches. And early on, it seems like Peter Laviolette has their attention for all the right reasons. Day one, we got a sense of, um, you know, who he was as a person and a coach. And he's, he's very honest. He's very direct and forward. And I think that's important in a, in a short training camp um, to build that relationship with the players and stuff. And it's been great so far. Um, you know, like I said, you know what he expects. Um, there's no hidden, you know, secret. He wants guys to work hard, play fast and hold each other accountable and play together as a team. And I think we're, we're really excited. And uh, I mean, I'm sure you've heard from other teams. That's, that's his, that's his style. And um, you know, he expects his players to show up and, and work hard and we're, uh, we're looking forward to doing that. One thing that uh, Laviolette's going to have to deal with is figuring out what went wrong with the core of the caps last year and how to fix it because um, they were really, really good at the beginning and then really, really bad at the end. And there's no way that, they couldn't sustain the beginning, but there's no way they should have been as bad as they were at the end. There's way too much talent. So they have to find a way to even things out. Uh, you, you can't go on massive roller coaster rides like they did last year. And it was really just one straight up and one straight down. Um, and that's going to be on the coaching staff to get them more consistent because that's the key to everything. Wilson alludes to an old Barry Trotzism as he talks about how they need to approach the day-to-day of a regular season, especially a regular season like this one, that's going to happen very quickly with games stacked on top of games. You want to stay as consistent as you can. If you lose one, I mean, you always heard Barry say it. If you lose one, you got to get the next one. And I think that's been kind of a mentality in our, in our group um, for a while here. And I think last year we just got a little bit away from it at times. You know, we weren't playing our, our best hockey and we didn't fix it as quickly and it can spiral a little bit and then you'd stop feeling as good about your game. So I think this year, you know, we're focused a um, bit of a reset button here. Um, you know, if we, if we aren't playing hockey that we like, we're going to be expected to fix it, fix it quick and get back to caps hockey. So it's a, it's a shortened season, but all the more emphasis on being dialed in and all the more emphasis on, you know, if you're not playing great hockey at a time you got to turn it around because there's not a lot of time to to have that uh roll on certainly the caps have made no secret that they want to bring in guys who understand how to win how to win in the regular season and are proven winners in the postseason and they've done that mainly by bringing in guys who played for the pittsburgh penguins and who were their arch enemies and rivals over the years with orpic and niskanen starting that now they brought in carl Haglin, justin schultz and the latest was connor sherry who signed the one-year deal And Sherry never got to meet the media. So this is really the first time that we're hearing from him. And, uh, you know, he's trying to figure out his role on the team. He started off in camp playing on that third line. By the end of camp, they had jumbled things up. And I don't think we should read too much into this. But the third line ended up on Monday being Eller with Haglin and Ponick on his wings. Um, so look, they're trying to find what's right. And I'm sure it's going to change on a night tonight. That's what, you know, having a roster is you, you find something that works for a couple of games and then you change things up. But, uh, Sherry's here to work, to compete 
and to try, his for, try to force his way on the ice every single night. Yeah, I think uh, over the summer, or I guess offseason, not so much summer, um, free agency was kind of getting a bit long for me. Um, I think towards the end, once they decided on the season, there was a few teams that had interest, and um, I felt like this was a good opportunity, a good team, a good culture, and a place I could uh, do well. So um, I think from the, the coaching standpoint and the management, I think uh, they gave me some confidence that I was going to be able to help the team win, whatever that role is. I, I'm not so sure yet, but um, I'll just come to work every day and try to try to prove myself. It is odd, though. I mean, there's no way around it. It is odd that they have gone to this Penguins well so many times. And these guys understand now both sides of the rivalry. Certainly Orpik and Niskanen did. Haglin, we've asked him ad nauseum about it. And Sherry and, and Schultz are going to find out now this season what this side of the rivalry feels like. But Sherry was asked about the differences or the similarities between the two guys who put this league on their shoulders in Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin and took it to the level where it is now, compare and contrast, and you know, just live life now knowing what this Penguins-Capitals rivalry is from both sides. It's pretty funny, yeah. That there's there's a couple penguins, uh, former penguins on on the Caps now. It's you know, it's just the way the league runs, and um, you know, I'm very excited to be here, and um, we got a great chance this year to to go win another Stanley Cup. So um, we're all looking forward to it. They've put Pittsburgh and Washington respectively on the map. I think they're, they're uh, two generational talents that kind of gave this league life, and um, they put. They, I mean, normally they put people in the stands and. Um, I think there's just, I mean, from my standpoint, I started with, uh, with Sid and Pittsburgh. So I think he playing alongside him, he gave me a chance to break into this league, which is awesome. And then moving to this side of the, the rivalry, I guess you say, I think uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. I think um, we have a really good group here that can win. And um, just to be a part of it with, uh, with Ovi is uh, pretty special and to, to be able to play with him too. So I promised you that Evgeny Kuznetsov would make a bold prediction. And here it is. Kuzi was asked about Alex Ovechkin scoring 50 goals and whether or not that was remotely possible in a 56-game season. Here's his answer. I mean, it will be bad for for us, right, if he's not going to get 50 because I always feels like uh, if you're going to score less than 50 and people start pressuring because he's, he's not in the same level, whatever that uh, the people always talk, right? But but I truly believe that he's going to get 50 this year, too. Whoa! Whoa! He predicts that, yes, Ovi will score 50 in a 56-game season. I tweeted out that soundbite, and someone wrote back, look, it's not impossible. Ovi did this in 07, 08, and 08, 09. That was 11 or 12 years ago. That is a 23-year-old Alex Ovechkin and before the prime of his career. I know he's not slowing down, but it is really a lot to ask of him to score 50 in a 56-game season. But just for context, if he did, he's starting this season with 706 goals, two away from Mike Gartner in seventh place all time. If he did score 50 this year, that would leave him at 756 goals. Along the way, he'd pass Gartner, Phil Esposito, Marcel Dion, and Brett Hull. 
leaving only three players in the history of hockey ahead of him in Yarmir Yager, Gordie Howe, and of course the great Gretzky. That's if he scores 50 on the nose, because we're listening and going off of Kuzi saying he will score 50 in a 56 game season. Again, that would leave Ovi with 756 career goals, and that would leave him 138 shy of Gretzky's 894. Doable? I sure think so. <laughs> if he gets 50 this year, I think 138 is absolutely in the crosshairs. I know this. It's going to be exciting as hell to follow along this year. If he comes out with one of these OV starts where he gets, you know, multiple goals in the first couple of games, he scores a hat trick in Buffalo and then follows it up with two more in game two and he has five goals in two games. Oh, man. The Gretzky talk is going to ramp up it, just on two games. If he comes out multi-goal games in those first couple, two games in, we're on full Gretzky watch. I love it. I love it from Kuzi too. No doubt Kuzi knew exactly what he was doing when he dropped that little nugget. Awesome stuff. Hope you enjoyed. Hockey season is here. Thursday night in Buffalo. Friday then again. The Caps and Sabres get the season going. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Again, I'm Rob Curlin. This is the Capital Building Podcast. Please download, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. All helps get the word out about the most in-depth Caps podcast anywhere. Thanks to all who've written reviews. They've been very, very kind over the time, and I really do appreciate that. We just passed 100 uh, reviews uh, as well. So thank you so much to everyone who's gotten involved here. We will talk again soon. Let's go, Caps.